0: on
1: Before I touch dirt, i kill y'all. I kill My natural is much worse. good evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Mr. Shabby. I have with me the 9-1 Kieran Stack. Kieran, how are you? After the first big loss,
2: you know, someone say a 9-1 record after 10 weeks is not too shabby there, bud. But uh, yeah. Tough week. Some roster shakeups that I'm not going to get into again. You know, we want guys that want to be here. Clearly, you know, playoff Lenny, we wish him the best. And by the best, I mean driving off a cliff. Uh, I hope he carpools with Henry Ruggs this offseason. Yeah, it took you a while to get there.
1: That (laughs) was was another meaning.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) I meant it literally. but yeah, went 1-2 this week, and surprisingly, my 1-1 one one was in the NFL League. So, you know, everything is backwards. Up is east, down is white, uh, and I don't know what's going on anymore.
0: Up is down, left is right, cats are sleeping with dogs. Complete anarchy!
1: <laughs> and as you just heard the sultry voice, careful ladies, he's taken. Jerome Peterson, how are you?
0: I am fantastic for a number of reasons. I got engaged over the weekend. That's right, ladies and you gentlemen out there. um, The game is over. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, The only one left is uh, Karen, actually. So um, feel free to reach out to me on uh, Instagram or uh, TikTok, and I will give you all of his personal information, including the size of his penis. Um, went three and one this week. Uh, broke the finally broke my my little streak of going two and two in everything. The only, uh, the only league I didn't win in was, uh, the League of Record. Hooray! Cause I played against my father and he completely kicked my fucking teeth in. Uh, 153 to 101 is it just wasn't fair. So yeah, moving on to this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you like what you hear, please give us a listen on TikTok, where we have daily videos sometimes coming out, keeping you informed and up to date on the best sport with the oblong ball. Since you guys already went over your weeks, I'll, I'll go over mine real quick. I mean, I went one and two. I My week was always going to be defined by the two major trades I made uh, with actually the both of you gentlemen in separate leagues. With Jerome, thank you. For Stefan Diggs. I appreciate what you do for me. Very generous. Uh however, in league of record, I shipped three players to Kieran who ended up providing 41 points to a losing effort for him. And I probably could have used those points because I came down. I mean, the worst team in the league beat me. The worst. He didn't even he got a goose from Mike Kosicki, and I lost. It hurt. It hurt. But we persisted. No.
0: that sounds yes. that sounds extra shabby karen do you <laughs> concur
2: you, you you might say
1: the shabbiest Yeah. <laughs> appropriate for who it happened to all right let's get right into the player of the week oh my goodness he has just
0: Looking guy, and he has the finesse, and he has the moves, and he has the hands. Really complete young man.
1: All right, I'll start it off. Um, my player of the week is Kermit the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes, in case you didn't know who I was referring to, responded to all of the shit I've been saying, playing one of the best games I've ever seen him play. I mean, really, that was a Tom Brady esque performance. He checked down, it was all medium yardage for Mahomes, and he cut up the the Raiders defense. Um, It was honestly, it was an incredible turnaround from the young frog goat man. And I really, really wish I hadn't played against him in all of my leagues. So I guess it's, and I congratulate you and flip you off at the same time. Kermit possibly. Well, it's all right. I don't, I don't really think of you at all. So (laughs) that was was very good. Yeah, it was (laughs) pretty good. He was he was honestly really good. Like he, it wasn't it wasn't just the stats. Like it was the way he played. It was it was a lot of non Patrick Mahomes plays.
0: No, I, I had so many checkdowns, so many, uh, and that kind of leads right into my player of the week, Daryl Williams, uh, forty three on eleven attempts. But the big thing was he went nine for nine with one hundred and one and one receiving TD. It's fantastic. It was the best year, best best game he's had this year so far. Um and um yeah, I I thank him despite the fact that he did that and I still fucking lost.
1: Literally everyone who drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire threw something at their television watching Sunday night football. Like where where have all of those running back targets been? <laughs> Yeah, it sucks to suck. Go ahead, Zach. So my
2: player of the week this week actually came uh, from that trade that Eric sent me. He was uh, twenty-two of those forty-one points that those three players accounted for. And Mister De Ernest head looks like a pineapple Johnson. Um, I'm referring to his hairdo, by the way. It's immaculate. But no scores this week. But he did have nineteen carries for ninety-nine yards. Seven receptions on eight targets for another 58, accounting for 24 points. Um, he was the the one shine on the turd that was my week this week in the league of record, um, which was you know kicked off by an absolute just lackluster performance by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Dearness is good, man. He, he is good. And yeah. he's especially good when you know your entire running back room gets COVID.
1: I mean he he was good when Chubb and Hunt right. were injured a few weeks ago too. I I think he's just probably playing good. Like you watch him play. It's not like the thing about him too is that the rest of that offense was terrible on Sunday and he was not. I don't take he's away from hard, despite hanging for the Patriots. I mean that's that's the thing. I mean he had his he had his receptions but you really don't expect a running back to have such a good game when the team is losing by, well, I don't know, 38 points. So, it's uh, most impressive. All right, boys. Let's go on to the, the shit kickers, if you will. The Super Soft Players of the Week. You dirty piece
2: of slime! You scum-sucking pig! You son of a motherless
1: goat! Jerome, Super
0: Soft Player of the Week. He's a big guy, but he's He played soft DK Metcalf with just an absolute pedestrian effort versus the pack. Uh, Maybe he doesn't like the cold. Maybe that's it. I don't understand how you could not like the cold with that many muscles though. And then to be ejected for that fucking bullshit. It's poop. Fuck it.
2: Yeah. That's, it was just not, not, not a good day to be DK. Arguably second, second worst day than when you, that little Italian plumber steals your girl. This might be number two to, to that.
1: <laughs> he's got quite the resume um, right now. People getting in his head at this point. He's it's happened quite a lot over uh, not so long of a career. I mean, not so long ago with Shannon Sharp. Before that, you know, it's. I think he's. I don't think this is his first ejection, or at least it's not his first unsportsmanlike conduct. I, it's been addressed a few times this year, so. That's he's a giant something. obj. Yeah, I mean, okay.
0: Okay. let's back off those comparisons. okay?
2: that was me. DK, if you're listening and we know that you are, I'm sorry.
0: Listen, we we believe in you. We believe that you can be better. We want you to be better. With OBJ. Like, why couldn't he be in the car with Henry Ruggs (laughs) that night? Jesus, why couldn't he been in the Prius in front of it? That girl didn't deserve to
2: die. I was, I was going to say, to quote Michael Scott, everyone in the car was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a brilliant reference. Um, okay, my Super Moving Soft on. Player of the Week is uh, Julio has been Jones. Um, so in the past, Jerome has made a very good point to try to exclude players from the Super Soft list because of their injuries, but... Here's the thing before the season, I remember we talked about like the, you know, fuck, Mary kill or whatever it was like buy, sell or hold on three receivers. And he was one of them. And something I brought up was that he was ranked 32 in the pre-draft rankings and he was also 32 years old. And then I didn't trust his injuries. And I think it's just that. I think I think this is who he is now. If he's on a roster, he's probably just heavily injury prone i will say it's not a good thing when this happens to your fantasy roster but i got the news i think it was saturday or sunday that he was going on ir and i was legitimately happy like i was like this is awesome because i'm tired of the ping pong of he's healthy he's not healthy he's playing he's not healthy, he's not playing dude i'd rather just throw you in my ir slot or cut you and not worry about it anymore because at this point, it's just a name that's confusing. You look at it, and like the projections are there, but the Q is also there, Q being questionable, and you're like, I don't know what to do. So, all right, super soft season from him. I haven't gotten a thing. I haven't gotten a thing from him.
0: Basically, he is who we thought, who I said he was. Yeah, I said he was washed at the beginning of the season. Like that was that was it, and it seems to be true. I think he needs to take this as kind of like we talked about the other night, like maybe like Bobby trees, he needs to like right off into the sunset at this point. You know, he's not getting any younger, the in and a, a nagging injury that takes a whole season away from him
1: too really. Yeah. I mean, two. It's, I, yeah, it's just, it's shot. Like the draft was going on and you enter into the fourth round and you're like, wow, Julio's there. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have to, right? Like I'd be dumb not to draft Julio Jones. And then Well, Julio Jones happens. So what are you going to do? All right. So my Super Soft Player of the Week this week is going
2: to be one, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Oh. well, him too. But, you know. (laughs) But Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. In his debut for the Ramses. Three targets. Two receptions. 18 yards. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> he he did have one tackle because matt stafford forgot how to throw and i will say it was a beautiful tackle i don't know who picked off matt stafford but he got he got laid out um so congrats man um maybe you can move to free safety because you can't catch the ball anymore maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's time to start thinking about that i don't know career booth, you know just a thought. No, but I seriously. I also want to uh, remind everybody that I won the bet from the bar last night. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> yes, Jerome did win the did win the bet over under three and a half receptions. He took the under and over under twenty five yards, I believe. And he also no, nope, it was
0: under. It was uh, fifty point five.
2: Fifty point five. Yikes! I don't know why I took the over on that one, but either way, he stinks. Um, but you know, he wanted to be on a, on a playoff contender and I'm going to get to that in a little bit in my state, your case So stay tuned folks and (gasps) hold on to your hats, Eric, maybe don't listen. Um, but anyway, OBJ, thank you for, for proving us all correct. You're a big poopy pants, baby. And (laughs) I wish you nothing but failure in your future endeavors.
0: I hope you stub your toe
2: every day for the rest of your life. Oh man. He might rather be Henry Ruggs than do that. That sounds <laughs> real. Have we hit have we hit the cap on Henry Rugs jokes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he he didn't play much. Like he wasn't he wasn't on the field very often at all. I think we we noticed at one point in the two-minute drill, um <clears throat> obj that is not henry ruggs he certainly didn't play um but i think we noticed during the two minute drill at the half that they had their rookie wide receiver from like the sixth round uh in on reps instead of obj in obvious passing situations so he would he wouldn't do involved we'll see i don't it know it is fair to note though
2: that the Rams sixth round Draft pick is really like their first round draft pick.
1: <laughs>
2: gonna get into that too. A lot of foreshadowing on the on this week.
1: Mm. Talking about the Rams again, huh? All right. Well, yeah. Kieran, go ahead with your player to watch. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um
2: so player to watch this week is gonna be hammer the hammer um bad bad just really bad terrible loss in miami last week on thursday night football mm. it I, I i don't know i'm i'm confused i'm scared uh as a lamar owner i'm, I'm very worried but this week in chicago, chicago chance to bounce back in chicago the land of digga and Polish sausage among
0: but, other things.
2: Yeah. Like the Cubs. And uh, I think it's going to be a good bounce back week for him. He's projected 27 and a half points. Um, hopefully he didn't get too rattled after last week in Miami, but I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, especially as a Lamar owner, it's kind of a, it's kind of a prove a game, um, especially in that division. Cause as we've been mentioning it's probably the most exciting division this year so far, which has not been the case for the better part of a decade and a half. So in the, you know, in their division, the way their playoff picture is looking um, and with the matchups that their division rivals have this week, you know, this is a big chance for Lamar and the, and the Ravens to to gain some ground there.
0: I completely agree with Karen. Um, hopefully he shakes us off. Uh, the AFC North is, you know, it's one of my it's obviously one of my favorite com- uh, d- d- divisions to watch. And yeah, um, let's see what happens this week.
1: Yeah, I, I watched that Thursday night game. I'm not too proud to say that, but Sorry I did hear that. Yeah. And um, it, it, it seems to me that the the running back injuries that the Ravens suffered so early on in the season. I mean, Latavius Murray wasn't playing. You wouldn't think that would be a crushing blow, but man, they. They abandoned the run pretty early to a Dolphins team that was not threatening for most of the game. I, I, I know that the score is 22 to 10 but at the end of the game, but I mean, during the game, it wasn't, wasn't all like that. And they just, I don't know, they, they, they wouldn't run the ball. Lamar wasn't running the ball. It was all kinds of weird. It was, it was all kinds of weird. So I don't know. I think Latavius might be playing this week, and I think that could be a big deal, which is weird to say because it's Latavius Murray and it's not 2015. Um, but okay, yeah, I'll go into my player to watch. It is Michael McCorkle Jones, otherwise known as MMJ, otherwise known as Mac and Cheese, otherwise known as O'Roy. But you know him as Mac Jones, quarterback of the New England Patriots. Um, man, did you guys watch that game against Cleveland? And he was like borderline perfect, borderline perfect. I, the, the incompletions he had were throwaways. Um, and that, that was against a defense that made Justin Fields disappear entirely. And similarly made Joe Burrow play perhaps his worst game of his career in the Cleveland Browns. So I think Mac has arrived. Um, and I can't wait to see him against a decimated Falcons team. And I hope he goes way off. Uh, although I know it's far from a given cuz he's a rookie and it's Thursday night football and it's weird like we just talked about with the ravens and the you know dolphins so McCorkle, you're my boy blue it, Jerome
2: this is where you add in the soundbite of return of the mac cuz that that'll be dope
0: um, that would be dope as fuck and i will do such things
2: you're a good man. Um, but, yeah, man, um, Mac Jones, I mean, I don't think anyone, myself included, really had him being, uh, you know, the you know the rookie quarterback sweepstakes winner, especially with everything that was going on with, you know, T-Law and uh, – what's his nuts? Zachary
1: Zach Wilson. Wilson.
2: Zach Wilson, yes. And uh, even, you know, Justin Fields as well. Um, but – yeah, he's he's doing the damn thing. He's playing extremely well, and who knows? I'm not going to say it, but I might say it. He might they might have another Tom Brady on their hands, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I
1: don't know about all that now, but he is he is quite good, and he's getting better. Mac Jones is
0: playing lights out. Um, you know, I did, I only got to see highlights. I was I was unfortunately watching the one o'clock games on Red Zone, um, mm-hmm. so I only got <clears> to see the best parts. But I mean, the beginning of the game uh, looked relatively shaky. I think they had like two, you know, two drives that just didn't really go anywhere. And I was like, oh shit, Cleveland's going to do it. And I was completely wrong. Mm. Uh, Very wrong. Mm.
1: Agreed. Jerome, who's your player to watch?
0: My player to watch this week is going to be Debo Samuel at Jacksonville. Um, Expect another absolutely dominant performance from this astronomically good player in San Francisco. He just bullied the shit out of the Rams secondary and linebacker core this week, uh, just making them look like fucking kids. I will never consider, after that game, I will never consider Jalen Ramsey an elite corner ever again with that, like, like it completely ruined that guy on me uh, for me uh, is anyway. Anyway, we're not going to, not going to delve on that. Uh, Devo Samuel, uh, if you have him play him, Uh, if you can get him, go get him Uh, for the rest of the season. uh, The guy's absolutely dominant.
2: Yeah. 100% agree. Watching that game last night and what he was able to do against the defense that is, you know, obviously very talented and very stacked and has been performing as such uh, these first nine games here. I mean, yeah. I mean, against Jacksonville, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think he's like a chalk stardom this week, and he's actually. I mean, I haven't got a chance to watch him too much, but I feel like no one's been really talking about him for the beginning half of the season. But if he can pull out and play like he did in uh, at home against LA, I mean, we're talking, we're talking
1: uh, some player of the year type mm. stuff.
0: Top five numbers for sure.
1: Well, he, he's already got to be the uh, surprise of the year, I think. Um, I don't know that anyone could have seen this coming from him. I mean, everyone knew that Debo was very good. Yeah, he's he's third on the year so far for PPR for receivers. Um, and he's really – it's him, Tyreek, and Cooper Cup, and the three of them are in a class all alone. Uh But – yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, he's unreal. Very good. Very surprising. Yeah. You, you,
2: you said that with such just disappointment. Just I, like, get, I get it. It's yeah, like, it's
0: like me talking, saying nice things about Rams. I mean, uh, Rams players, no uh, Dallas players, you know, it's, you, it's done begrudgingly.
1: No, I mean, Debo's having a great year. I, You know, with the Super Bowl run, you watch Deebo Samuel, and you're like, wow, this guy's like really, really good. And then the year after, he's injured for all of it. And then, you know, you keep expecting him to get injured this year, and he just doesn't. He's just awesome. So credit where credit is due. On to the game of the week.
0: Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Okay. You don't have any wins.
2: You mm-hmm. play to win. Good old, old skippers. To you
1: I went 2-1 I went last week. The boys went 1-2 and two, doing it differently. Karen is leading the uh, league. He's leading the podcast trio at 19-12. and 12. I am 17-14. Jerome is 14 and 17, and my game of the week is the Dallas Cowboys at the suddenly very interesting and very much alive Kansas City Chiefs. Um, boy, can I just start off by saying, why I isn't know. this? Why isn't this an island game? I mean, holy hell, this is this has got prime time written all over it. Uh, can I also point out that I clearly don't pick my games of the week based on who I think you guys are going to pick Jerome, Kansas city, Kieran Dallas. But I, I just, I think this game is all kinds of interesting. I mean, I think the Kansas city chiefs are very much in it. Um, I I believe that they're winning or they're leading their division. They are favored in this game by one point right now. Um, And Dallas, what a bounce back from the Denver blowout. Um, I don't know. I never really lost faith after the Dallas blowout. I always just kind of thought it was like a deck returning from injury thing. Like kind of like what happened to Russell Wilson, but I digest. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch and I hope that I can watch it. I hope it's televised. So I hadn't picked a winner yet because (laughs) it's kind of up in the air. I'm going to go with Kansas city. Um, Fuck it. If, if Patrick Mahomes is catching fire, no one touches him. When he is really, really, really on, when he's really good, he is a difference maker, the likes of which I don't know that I've ever seen. So um, I'll go with Kansas City, knowing that Karen's going to pick Dallas. Go ahead, Karen.
2: I mean, yes, I'm going to pick Dallas. And it worries me because they're making me optimistic again, like they did in 2016. And I don't like it. I don't like being this optimistic. But, damn it, they looked really, really good last week in Atlanta, which I know is kind of a hat on a hat kind of thing. It's everyone's good (laughs) against Atlanta. Um, But, I mean, I think it's, you know, there's always a fluke. You're only as good as your last win. Mm. And boy, howdy, was their last win good.
0: (laughs) Boy, howdy, indeed
2: for you papa jerry i still hate you
0: obviously i'm going to pick kansas city because yeah. i always pick with my heart and it's always going to be against dallas so i really um, wish we and, 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 and karen year. karen uh if we go back there's 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 audio and video evidence to prove that consistently unless it's his game of the week that he's talking about he always picks last almost always
1: i'll go first these times that's fine
0: i'm not saying it's always in order to try and add some strategery but anywho uh, i'm gonna talk about my game of the week do it uh, football team at the panthers here's why Blech. okay I know, I know, I know. But here's why. Here's why I think it's going to be interesting. Just give me just give me a second, okay? Is the Washington football team bouncing back? No, they're not. That's what people <laughs> want to see. People want to see. Is, is, are, oh, my gosh, are they starting a run? No, they're not. They're not. And the Panthers are going to prove that. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, Cam Newton's back, and that's why the Panthers won. It was Christian McCaffrey. It was Christian McCaffrey. It was Christian McCaffrey. If you ever think about, oh, man, did Cam Newton help the Panthers win? No, it was Christian McCaffrey. That's it. If American. he's on the field, if he's on the field, that's who you key on. There was a time where if Cam Newton was on the field, you're like, oh, shit, we got to look at Cam. Nobody thought they'd give that, that fucking idiot the ball. He he he, 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 just, he even said, I don't know any of the fucking plays. He's been there like fucking what? Four or five days? Anyway, I'm not poor. trying to necessarily put him down. I'm just saying everybody wants to talk about oh, is the Panthers good again? Yeah, because the Christian McCaffrey's back. They were they looked relatively undefeatable when McCaffrey was with the team before. And it, you know, they you know show up again. Imagine that. Panthers are favored, obviously. Uh, I'm taking the Panthers.
1: Gentlemen, the Ron Rivera revenge game. I guess Mm. they asked Ron if he had a special drawer with plays designed specifically for Cam Newton. And he said, you're damn right. I do. Um, (laughs) And I think that's interesting. And that's about it. Um, (laughs) I, I, I think, I think the Carolina defense is really, really good and they're getting like, very much overshadowed by this terrible quarterback play that they've had all year. It doesn't matter if it's PJ Walker, Cam Newton, or same Darnold. Um, it's just been terrible. Come on, same, yeah. But but they're like really good, and uh, I would love for Cam Newton to work out well for them so that we can watch a really great defense in January um, in Carolina. So yeah, I'll take them. I don't think the football team's got much, Karen. I mean, they've got – they don't
2: have a pop to piss in, honestly, when it comes to playing football, if I'm being frank here. Um, but instead of being frank, I'm going to be Kieran, if that's all right with you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well.
0: Oh, I see, I see what you did there.
2: Yeah, it's, it's another wow. name. Um, wow. But I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. Um, I did love it that, like, Cam Newton just, like, didn't miss a step, scored his first touchdown, immediately got an unsportsmanlike penalty. Cam Newton's back, everybody. And I'm so happy it's going to blow up in
1: everyone's faces again. Love me some Cam Newton. I love it. I think he's very entertaining to watch. All right. uh, Karen, go ahead with your game of the week.
2: So game of the week this week are uh, two teams that are, have, you know, same records and have, uh, and are really fighting for a playoff spot in some pretty contentious divisions here. Uh, I'm speaking of course, of the Cincinnati Bengals, And the Las Vegas Raiders. And I've been, ever since I've put this down as my game of the week, um, I think it's going to be an awesome game, first of all, uh, in Vegas, which gives them a little bit of an edge. But I've been kind of racking my brain ever since I wrote it down on who I want to win. And every single time, my gut instinct is telling me Bengals. So I think I'm going to go Bengals. They're favored by one, which is, you know, even money essentially in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think the roller coaster's on his way up with them, and the Raiders. I I don't know. They've been kind of spotty. Um, you know, obviously, despite all the the horrible things going on in the media about them, their staff and players. I don't know. I think it, for for whatever reason, my gut's saying
1: Bengals. Yeah, these are clearly two upstart franchises um, that probably weren't supposed to be this good this year. The I said it last week about the Raiders when I picked Kansas City over them. It, wait, before before I get to any of that, why the fuck are the Giants on Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who what what loser scheduled that game on Monday Night Football when there's Everybody so many gets one dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's just unbelievable that this that this game is buried in the schedule, but not that one. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. So I'm over it. You I, I don't, don't know. sound I think, like you're over it. I think I think that you know, like I said last week about the Raiders. I think all everything after the season, it's just taking its toll. Uh, it's weighing heavy on them, and those are two very bad losses in a row. I mean, very bad uh, to lose against the Giants that way, that they lost, and then to get smacked, smacked at home against a divisional rival in the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, no bueno. I will be taking the Bengals. Drew?
0: Honestly, both these teams have had ups and downs this year. So I'm just going to look within and go with the team that I just, I like more uh, just from their play, the way their offense works. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, I like Joe Burrow. I like Jamar Chase. um, Joe Mixon. You know, I, I think they're a good team that they don't, they're not overly cocky. They don't get in the news. They don't talk shit. They just show up on Sunday and they fucking work. And that's my favorite kind of football player.
2: So the line of demarcation is going to be going through Kansas City, Missouri this week, boys.
1: Mm. No Fact. ground will really be gained. Interesting. All right, let's go to the state your case. <laughs>
2: Let's get nuts. All right, boys. I'm state your case this week, as we alluded to all podcasts to keep you in your seats. The Los Angeles Ramses are a team who clearly does not care about their future. They are in win-now mode. And the proof is in the pudding. Either of you care to venture, I guess, the next time they have a first round pick. I love putting the 10 years, 10 years. Sorry. No, it's not. It's not that insane. Their next first round pick is going to be coming to them in the year 2024. So for the next three seasons, they're without a first round pick. As of right now. Um, As of right now. Correct. Um, So as it stands, and I don't see that changing because, I mean, Sean McVay is basically a full haired better looking John Spano. If you don't know who that is, give it a Google and then you'll get that joke. And it's very funny. Um, I'm convinced he's running a Ponzi scheme and he's trading picks that he does not have. And come the trade deadline, he's going to have to start trading away players to get picks that he got by trading them away. So he's Bernie Madoff. Um, But I mentioned they don't have a first round pick until 2024. Looking at this draft here, they don't pick until the third round. And that pick was given to them by the NFL. Uh, so next year they pick in the third and fifth rounds and that's it. Um, And I think that this is going to not only blow up in their face, this could be firing material uh, because as I said, they're in win now mode. And I mean, I think, you know, last night spoke volumes to that team. I mean, I know the, the Niners have had their number since day one, apparently. But I, I just don't know. I don't know if Matt Stafford's the answer. They, you know, they tried bolstering the defense with Von Miller. They tried bolstering the offense with OBJ for some reason. I don't know how or why. Obviously, not through trades that way. But this year has been, a, or I think it's, I'm predicting, and my case here is that it's going to be about as fruitful as a guy that got kicked in the sprouts by a donkey. <laughs> and I think that the window here obviously is a year, maybe two for them to get that Super Bowl, and I think they're putting their all their chips in the middle now, and I honestly don't think it's going to pan out. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team this year. Definitely a playoff team, probably for sure, but I just don't see them getting it done in the next year or two, and I honestly think it could mean the, the their GM being out of a job.
0: It's a pretty tall order. Is it? Is that sorry? Are you done? Yes. My bad. I, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty tall order. I totally see. I'm, I'm following your math on how you got where you are. Um, you know, I, I think Eric has spoken ad nauseum. On the podcast and in real life. Um, regarding his feelings about this, but we're going to get another, we're going to another taste tasting of his dissertation on it after I'm done. Um, They are very much in win now mode. They have so much invested. They need to figure out how to win because Eric has a lot riding on this naming rights to his next (laughs) child is on the line. I know this is, this is big news for everyone, but if if they don't if they don't win the Super Bowl, Kieran and I get to name the next shabby child.
1: Excuse you, my daughter is not shabby. Thank you. The next one,
0: I said the next,
1: implying that there was a previous
0: child. I know shabby. it's a
1: joke. It's a joke.
0: Anyway, I'm going to concur. Uh, it's win. It's win now for for the Rams. Uh, Eric, go.
1: Mm, I mean, the case is. Win now or Less Need is fired. No, pretty much. Okay, Karen, right? Do I
2: have it? More, more so the, maybe not ne- not this season. I'd say two years.
1: Mm. Mm. This, um, this
2: this year or next, because that's where all the picks went, are for this year and next.
1: Yeah. So Less Need has been doing this for a very long time. Um, not just general managing but uh, general managing the rams i mean he came along board with the jeff fisher era and he's been trading draft picks for better part of a decade now i do want to correct you first and foremost next year they have seven draft picks possibly eight and probably eight depending on how long one of their players plays uh they got they get five compensate uh compensatory compensation compensation pensatory 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 thank (laughs) you you. five (laughs) say with me
0: Compensatory.
1: five five picks from the nfl that they will be getting You you Um, coward so they're they're not like terribly bankrupt uh the first round picks is kind of a dumb thing yeah i could see this landing them being fired um you know, I'm convinced. So, so our second
2: round picks, third round picks, fourth round picks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I could definitely see. Yeah, I'm convinced. Like this could definitely land him fired. That's all I got. Here's hoping Jerry does it too. Just kidding. He's not going to fire
2: himself. I'm living in hell,
0: dude. What if he dies, and
2: and like that his cokehead kid controls the team?
0: Yeah. What if it gets worse?
2: Wait a minute. Are
1: you? What, to do if what if it gets worse?
0: What uh... if it gets worse? guys, I filled the cup. Goodness,
1: what
2: did you say,
0: Eric?
1: Oh, I said, are we trying to assume that Jerry is not a cokehead? Because I would, I would not think that. I would think that he's definitely a cokehead. No, honestly, Street at was. his age, I don't think, I don't he think his anymore. heart
0: could handle it. Yeah, mm.
2: he for sure was. He owned that team mm. in the '80s and '90s when they were good.
0: The only thing he's doing lines off of a hooker's butt is like his his blood pressure pills.
2: It's just it's dried and sure. Yeah. Mm.
0: Eric couldn't is so underwhelmed right now. He's just
1: I couldn't care less about the Rams. You West Coast snowflake. Oh,
0: God. He's melting right in front of us.
1: Now Eric's sitting
0: there. He's like, you know what? I still got the Chargers.
1: I I did want to bring up one more thing.
0: Yes. Talk to me, Goose.
1: So I I did want to bring up one more thing. There is something that's happening pretty soon for most leagues in the fantasy world, which is a trade trade deadline. So I wanted to bring up a couple players, just a couple, and kind of ask you guys, is this a player that you should be trading for? or if you have them trading away. Um, I love
0: games. Go. Kieran, you go first.
1: So first player to bring up, Terry McLaurin. Are you trading for Terry McLaurin, or are you trading away Terry McLaurin? I am trading away Terry McLaurin.
2: Don't think there's anything left on that team to offer him in terms of touches. Yes, I said touches. (laughs) big whoop want to fight about it um touches receptions whatever you want to call it um I don't know if there's much left for him there in terms of numbers to be had but in that same vein like I don't even know if anyone would really trade for him (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't like actually if someone offered me Terry McLaurin like straight up for
1: something else I had I'd be like no I need something else I think that's pretty fair. Jerome, if I told you that at best on your team, if you were to rank your receivers 1 through 3 on your starting roster or lineup, if I said Terry McLaurin is a low-end wide receiver 2, high-end wide receiver 3 on your fantasy roster, would you agree or disagree?
0: I would disagree. I feel like he's a low-end 1 and uh and and a mid to high end 2.
1: I mean, Terry's he's facing the same problems he's had his entire career, uh, which is not very long, but
0: he's on the football team. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. His, his quarterbacks (laughs) are just terrible. I mean, he has gone over a hundred yards three times. And unfortunately for those owners who have him, those three games where he went over a hundred yards were the only games in which he scored a touchdown.
0: So here's, here's, here's how I look at Terry McLaurin. Um, let's, let's consider this in the league of record, for instance, which is obviously a full PPR. Um, if I had Terry McLaurin, I'm in seventh place right now. So I am on the fringe. So looking at what I have, if I can trade away Terry McLaurin and get a piece like a running back or something like that, that's going to fortify my team to keep me in the running to get to that, you know, 50%, you know, so I can stay away from the, 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 the bottom rung. That's what I'm going to do. But also, I mean, if I, if I don't have wide receivers to, to have on my roster, obviously I'm going to want to keep him because I, where I look at him is low one uh, mid to high two. So you know, it's it's going to be it's re, it's really you know I, I see value in him, and I would trade him away if you know I needed to. But um, you know, but you make- got to you got to look at that, and 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 you know, if you see an opening, take it. If you see a guy that just lost a a you know a big time wide receiver, like you know you saw a guy, hey, oh shit, Bobby Trees is out. All right, maybe I can get something out of this. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Overall, though, trade for or trade away, Jerome.
0: I would trade him. I would consider trading him away. Um, I would not consider acquiring him. I I'm would not way. shop. I would not shop to try and acquire him. I would shop trading him for the value he has. Mm.
1: Okay. Next player. And I'm actually going to leave this one off because I think out of the three of us, I'm the only player who doesn't have any shares in him. Darren Waller. Oh, Darren. Uh, Darren was drafted to be great. Darren has not been great. Um, In all but one, two, three games, he has had less than 60 yards receiving. He has two touchdowns on the season. And since the offense has... I'm gonna say lost John Gruden, but since John Gruden has no longer been a Raider, uh, Darren's involvement's gone down and down and down. So the question is: Would you trade for Darren Waller or trade away Darren Waller? I am trading away Darren Waller. I I don't like how this season has gone for him. Normally speaking. The world, of the, the world of fantasy tight ends that are viable starters week to week is such a small, small, like, populace. But this year, it seems to have kind of grown. I mean, Hunter Henry, very relevant. Ty, uh, Ty Conklin, relevant. And I, I, I think you can still get away Dan with Arnold. trading. Huh? Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold, yeah. Th- that's the point, right? Um, Zach Ertz. Too, for what it's worth, I mean, when Kyler comes back, I—I I don't know. I think you could still trade away on his good name and get some good return. So I would—I would give up Waller rather than trade for him.
0: I'm going to concur. You know, obviously, not all fantasy football managers are as locked in as uh, we are. Well, as Eric and I are, um, Karen, your winning is just dumb luck. Go fuck yourself if you don't like it. Um, so. <laughs> That considered, there's probably not going to be a lot of people that are noticing the downturn. And now that there is someone different in charge of the team, Darren's not focused on in the offense. It's pretty obvious right now. Not everybody's paying attention to that. That's the point I'm trying to make. And if you can sell him for even if it's not something better or necessarily equal, but you get something out of it, that's going to give you more points than he does. Fuck, go for it. Shop. Have a conversation. Make the sale. Drop your pants. Do a little have to agree dance. Make love tonight.
2: I'd have to agree with you as a Darren Waller owner. I don't know. I feel like he's doing to me what Aaron Rodgers did to me a year or two ago mm. where it's like, what if this is the week? What if this is it? What if you trade him away for something that may not be exactly even, but it's just like, I don't need, you know, you have a little bit of tight end depth and you really need running back depth or wide receiver depth Mm -hmm. and you trade him away. And then that's when he, that's when it clicks and he goes off. And I feel like that's like, that's where he is as a player for me. Um, And for me personally, I think, you know, for the average owner, I'd say it's it's time to tread away. For me personally, I get sucked into that type of shit to my own fault, honestly. But it's just something I just I can't let myself do. Um, like my body won't let me do it. But yeah, oh, I would agree. <laughs> that's, that's not not the person you want to be quoting on on the internet.
0: But. <laughs> my mind's telling me no, but my body. My body's telling me,
2: yeah. So talk about a song that did not age well. No. It you should have listened. Wore. You should have listened to your mind, sir. Yeah. That saved you a whole mess of trouble.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, when we were all listening to Bump and Grind by the the late and not so great R. Kelly, we were thinking He's not that dead. he was talking about... <laughs> Out bumping and grinding in a club with hotties with big fat asses instead he was talking about bumping and grinding in the lunch line at a middle school i you know i mean we didn't know that but that's what his intent was it's unfortunate i was really expecting a bigger laugh on that and you both disappointed me
1: i'm looking i'm looking up stats I hate you. Okay.
0: That was a funny joke.
1: You know what? That was a funny people joke. are going to laugh
2: at that. Your, your certificates in the mail. It was officially deemed a funny joke. And we will send you a certificate stating as such.
0: You can eat my ass. <laughs>
1: um, I'm I'm here to at tell least you, you that laughed I, at that. <laughs> I tuned out after you said hottie because it sounded so weird coming out of your mouth. The word "hottie" just shouldn't be a word that you say. I don't know; it just sounded weird. Dude, Aaron, am I wrong?
2: He's stuck in 1979, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't. What do you want me to do?
1: Okay, last player, real quick, and then we'll retire for the night. And really, I have my own selfish reasons for bringing this up because it's. I was doing a lot of nerdy stat digging, and I found something that was wild and wacky. I wanted to Shocking post any development. I wanted. I wanted to see if I could post a video, find some kind of weird stat that proved why either Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams is going to be the guy going forward. And this is something I found their projections for the season per 16 games is for Melvin Gordon, 189 carries 835 yards, 34 receptions, 258 yards. Javante Williams 165 carries, 822 yards, 38 receptions, 218 yards. It is so wildly like cut right down the middle. They are exactly on par with each other. The only difference is that Melvin Gordon has touchdowns. uh, And he's not as young. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) Karen, let me ask you something. Javante Williams... Is he a trade away or a trade for player? Now remember, they Denver has a bye week, so they're they're going to be coming out of the bye. Um, and like Melvin Gordon, he's got the same soft schedule going forward. I think you trade for him. Um, I think he's the he's the first guy to trade
2: for, um, especially the way he's been playing recently. Um, it seems like now. He's getting hot, and now is where a lot of teams are going to start looking to those types of guys making a late run to make a late push for the playoffs, um, especially when you need depth. Uh, Because, you know, obviously in a lot of leagues, you have, you know, two, sometimes even three at that position, and maybe even four if you choose to play that at your flex. So, I mean, I would have no issue trading for him whatsoever, especially if if the depth is needed there.
1: So I will go next simply because I traded – away melvin gordon um to jerome i traded away melvin gordon not because i think that he's a scrub a dub dub but because the dude scores touchdowns that's the that's the uneven that's the only uneven part of their numbers so far is that melvin gordon has i think nine touchdowns on the season javante has three so i am a trade for and i think the nfl is a copycat league And I think that Vic Fangio has watched a lot of teams do this with the post-buy rookie running back takeover. And that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I've been looking and staring at these numbers trying to figure it out. I think Javante has more juice. He's averaging five yards of pop as compared to Melvin Gordon's 4.3. I think he's a trade four, but I don't know that he necessarily takes over the entire backfield. And I don't know that he costs you all that much either. He's not, he's not like an expensive trade piece. You know what I mean? Because um, you're basically just trading him on potential going forward. Jerome?
0: I'm trading for him, and it's obvious because he's a handcuff. If Melvin Gordon is ready to have, you know, because of touchdowns, obviously, uh, to have the number one strength schedule, yeah, you pick up his backup, which is very clearly Williams.
1: I mean, you could Simple start Dante too. He's not, he's not, ju- he's not like no, Tony he'll Pollard. He'll get dude.
0: you something that was like, it was like AJ Dillon with, with Aaron Jones. Like he's going to give you stuff. Like now that Aaron Jones is hurt, boom. Like I am super excited that I can start AJ Dillon with full confidence this week, especially because Chubb is uh, uh, maybe not off the COVID list. Who knows?
1: I,
2: think also, very- I do want to point out, I think it's very funny that both me and Jerome, had trades with Eric when we both said that we would never do that and we were both too ashamed to admit it to each other. I find that funny.
0: I I traded because I saw genuine equity in this trade. It was a one-for-one digs for Gordon and I, I, I saw equity in it.
2: Oh, no, I did too. And I also accidentally dropped a starting running back.
0: So by the way, how did Diggs do this week in the ESPN league?
1: 30 points. It's
0: I got, hard, I, got I got, I got foreign change from, uh, from Gordon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But, I mean, but,
0: but, but I digress. I digress. No one, not even me, not even me saw that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to, absolutely embarrass the Broncos at home. Nobody saw that coming. Not even I, no one did. So, I mean, there it is.
1: I think that's it. I
0: think that, that is that it. Is
1: in fact, it
0: fly Eagles, fly. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The sound bite. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, we love doing this for you. Even when Jerome thinks I doesn't, that's right. I doesn't. I'm and we hope that, that you night. enjoy us doing it for you too. So have a good night. Enjoy week 11 from the NFL. Deuces. Boys say good night. Boys say good night. Boys say good night. Good night. Uh, first verse. Um, I'm, I'm on till I'm on an island. My life's riding on the auto barn on autopilot. Before I touch dirt, I'll kill y'all with kindness. I kill you. My natural with sign is much worse. You've been